Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Okay, hello guys. Well, uh, this is our first call on the new uh, talk show. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to grow this where we have uh, quite a few like-minded people that are, you know, really interested in in learning about territorial jurisdiction. What I want to do tonight is kind of lay a little bit of ground rules, especially for when we start getting more people involved. It's kind of hard for me to chew gum and talk at the same time. It's hard for me to to talk and and look at Skype comments or even in the the chat here. If you have any questions, I would prefer that you hold them and ask them, um, you know, over the phone or over the computer. Don't type them in the chat because a lot of times I don't see them. I'm too involved in trying to keep up with the, the calls and the conversation, and sometimes I miss the uh, the questions that are put in the chat. So if you have a question and you want to get that question asked, uh, in fact, uh, Sharon, do me a favor. On your keypad, um, hit star eight, and I want to see what happens. Uh, did you hear me, Sharon? Yes, I heard you. Okay. She's already unmuted, so it may not do anything. Yeah, that could... Well, I don't know. I'm going to hit star 8 on mine and see what happens. I don't know if you can be put in the queue. Uh, I... I think I can, but I can sure. try Hold it. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and try it. Uh, yeah, I did it, and it and it's showing me as number two. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. Something. Who was number? Okay, it muted everybody but me. So I'm assuming that I was in the queue. Uh, so let me. Okay, yeah, everybody muted. I was number one, you were number two. Okay. So you can be you can be put in the queue and the little and the little symbol will pop up that, that shows somebody's in the queue. It doesn't say who, but at least uh I'll know somebody's got a question. So um and of course when everybody's muted out, 
if you hit star eight, it'll show that you're you're actually in the queue. So, uh, does anybody have any any questions that you want answered? And then I then uh, Geody sent me some questions that I can ask to see uh, see who uh, who has an answer. I think uh, Jody, didn't you tell me that these are from Ed's lessons? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, they're they're just questions. Okay, they're they're questions that he has in in his lessons. Okay. Right. Right. All right. Um, I got to find out where I put them. Oh, here they are. So I, I'm taking it. No one else has any questions. And am I still echoing? No, not when you're speaking. Well, I'm not speaking now. <laughs> no. And when when you speak, did you hear an echo? Yes. Yes. I don't hear it. That's no, strange. That's weird. Yeah, I don't hear it at all. Um, okay, th this is a fairly easy question. I think that that you know, everybody should know anyway, but I'll ask you, what is the chief just, or why is the chief justice not an Article Three judge of the Supreme Court? Anybody want to tackle that? Because it's a legislative position? He's the only one that could impeach? Yeah, well... Expound a little bit. Uh, where where do you find? Yeah, where do you find that uh, that you just uh, stated, Sharon? Uh, let me get my old constitution out. Anyone Anyone else want to take a stab at it while she's looking that up? It should actually be a pretty easy question or answer if you read Article 3. That's where that information is, correct, Article 3. Well, it's in two places. Right. Oh, right. you want to be specific, huh? Well, you can, you can name both places. It's... You'll find it in Article One or and Article Three. Well, I don't have that committed memory, so I cannot tell you. Are there any justices in Article Three? I believe just the Chief Justice is in Article Three. Uh, okay, look, look it up while we're while we're while we're thinking about it here. Look up Article Three. Do a search. Uh, I did. I, I located it. Yeah, okay. And what does it say? It's uh, about the Chief Justice. What, yeah, what does Article 3 say about a Chief Justice? He shall preside. In, in no, Article, Article 3. Article 3. 
Oh, Article 1, sorry. Yeah, what does Article 3 say about say about a chief no, I, justice? I'm, I'm still searching. Right. Well, anybody else can, can look at, you know, search for it too and chime in. I mean, it's not, this is for, for everybody. If you have the the document up for the Constitution and you uh, hit um, Control F, it'll bring up a, a fine window. That's what I did do, but he is not in Article 3. Yeah. yeah. He's in Article 2. What's that? Nope, that's... The only art chief I see is in Article One. He's not in Article Two. Okay, read what it says about uh about the Chief Justice in Article One. In Article One it says when the President of the United States is tried, the Chief Justice shall preside. Right. Okay. And what what is Article One? Article One is legislative. Right. 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 That's the the legislative article under the Constitution. So when it talks about the Chief Justice presiding at the impeachment of the President. Uh, what does that say about the Chief Justice? Does he have any other job besides presiding over the impeachment of the President? Anybody? 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 Yeah, I, I, I heard an echo then. So that question is, is kind of a trick question. Because if you look in Article 3, you won't find anything about a justice in Article 3. And Article 3 is the judicial article. And so if if they are a justice of the Supreme Court, are they judges? Yeah, look at uh, uh look up uh article 3 and then section 1 under article 3. And once you get it uh 
read it out loud so everyone can hear it. Whoever wants to, to grab it first. <clears throat> Article 1, Section 3? No, Article 3, Section 1. Article 3, 1. It says the judicial power of the United States shall be vested in one Supreme Court and in such inferior courts as the Congress may from time to time ordain and establish. The judges, both of the Supreme and Inferior Courts, shall hold their offices during good behavior and shall at stated times receive for their services a compensation which shall not be diminished during the continuance in their office. Okay. <clears throat> so that states that judges, both of the Supreme Court and in, and in, in inferior courts, does it say anything about justices? No. no. Okay. What is the only duty of the Chief Justice? For impeachment. Yeah, pres preside, to preside at the impeachment of the President of the United States. Okay. It, it is his duty to preside at the impeachment of the President of the United States of America. I'm hearing crickets. <laughs> I'm giving somebody else an opportunity to speak. Sure, sure. Anybody else? Come on, guys. This is not this is not that difficult. Well, it is if they haven't read the Constitution. That's right. And well, yeah, but it's still it's still not that difficult. All you got to do is 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 go to the Constitution and and read it. But uh, under Article 1, which is a legislative article, and that's the only place that the Chief Justice is mentioned in the Constitution, what's his only duty? That is to, to preside at the impeachment of the President of the United States. Yep. There is there is no impeachment of the President of the United States of America. It's only the President of the United States. Why is that the case? <clears throat> Sharon, you I, you should probably know this. I mean, you you uh, you are a student of Ed's, right? Uh, well, yes, but I haven't read the material. Well, you need to read them. I mean, if you're if you're serious about this, you really have to read that stuff. I thought that I had. I thought that I had read this stuff before, and I had read the Constitution and the Articles of Confederation a lot of years ago. And until I went and I read all four of those documents in order, once I read them in order, it, it like told a story all the way through, and, and it, it, it's really clear. And of course, uh, Ed helps. Uh, one of the one of the the best documents you can read from Ed 
is coloring uh, coloring, the president. Co coloring the presidents, yeah. I have that up on the forum. Well, maybe we should study that document and then have this discussion so that everybody can be on the same page. That would be a good idea. Maybe on the, maybe in these calls, in these maybe calls, we should decide on a document, on a document. and then go through, go through it. Maybe you say he says decide on a Jody just says we ought to decide on a document and go through it. Have everybody read it first, and then we'll go through it on the call. I think that would make more sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, it it can. Um, anybody want to take a stab? I mean, it doesn't matter. Look, it doesn't matter if the the answer is not the right answer, <laughs> because we'll talk about the right answer. I'm just trying to get people to think and to understand when it says here. Uh, in Article 3, Section 1, for instance, it says the, the judges of both Supreme Court and inferior courts shall hold their offices during good behavior. It's talking about judges, not talking about justices. Which, what act created justices to the Supreme Court? 1789? Correct. And... Uh, the Judicial Act of 1789, right? Uh, Correct. Does that have anything to do with the Constitution? Probably not. Probably not. Well, probably not or not? Not. not. Okay. It has nothing to do with the Constitution. It, it created justices of the Supreme Court for what purpose? As a legislative body, as a legislative tribunal, it's not judicial. It cannot be ju judicial because when, when the, the chief justice, his only duty is to preside at the impeachment of the president of the United States because the president of the United States is what? An employee of Congress. It is not executive. It is legislative. That's why the Chief Justice presides at the impeachment of the President of the United States. So when, when the Chief Justice is appointed to the Supreme Court, what does that Supreme Court become? I just gave you guys the answer. Jen, you want to take a stab at it? What's that? 
I'm outside with the kids, so I'm just kind of listening in. Oh, okay. Well, you want to take a stab at it? I missed part of what you were saying because they were, they were yelling. Okay, if the, if the only duty of the, the Chief Justice is to preside at, at the impeachment of the President of the United States... All right, that's his only duty. What? It, it, say the President of the United States appoints that Chief Justice to the Supreme Court. What does that Supreme Court become? A part of the executive branch. No. Remember. Article 1 of the Constitution is legislative. If the Chief Justice's only duty is to preside at the, the impeachment of the President of the United States, the President of the United States is legislative, not, uh, not executive. If the Chief Justice is appointed to the Supreme Court, what does that make the Supreme Court? Does it make the Supreme Court legislative? It does. Jen, does that make sense to you? Are you still there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Uh, it makes sense to me. I thought that Sharon said that it was legislative. I'm sorry, what, what was that? I thought that Sharon had said earlier that it was legislative. Well, yeah, but you, you had said it was executive, right? Yes, when you yes. said that you were appointed under the executive branch and they were in charge of impeachment, then, yeah, I thought it was executive. Uh, but it's saying that they're appointed by the legislation? No, I said if they are appointed by the President of the United States to the Supreme Court, if the Chief Justice is is uh, appointed by the President of the United States to be the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, what does that make the Supreme Court? It makes it legislative. And, it's, and, it, it, and that's... There was a lot of noise. Um, but she's outside, so... Yeah, probably wind or something. But anyway, um, because justices are not judges, 
the chief chief justice is a legislative office, he cannot be a judicial officer. So when the president of the United States appoints the chief justice to the Supreme Court of the United States, that court is legislative only, and it can only administer uh, um, or you know, give opinions or whatever regarding federal property, federal territory. It has nothing to do with anything else. That means it can't be an article three court. 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 No, because it cannot be a what? It cannot be an article three court. Well, there aren't any. Well, there are. There, there are not any article three courts. There are, but they have no judges appointed. That means there are no Article Three courts. There are no Article Three courts. In order for a court to be Article Three, it must have an Article Three judge presiding, and none of them do. There, there's supposed to be one in Hawaii, but there's no judge. And of course, it's right. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying that because there's no judges in those courts that are supposed to be Article Three, they cannot be Article Three. Right. Right. Understood. So, um, but anyway, so remember, Chief Justice is not judicial. None of the justices on the Supreme Court are judicial officers at all. None of them. None of them are Article Three judges. They are all appointed to uh, to make rulings over over the proprietary interests of the United States of uh, uh, of America. <clears throat> and uh, you know, when you hear them talking about particular states, well, they're talking about those states as if they are states of the United States. So, um, anyway, you know, that's talking about the territory. Yeah, and um, like I said, studying that one document, uh, coloring the presidents. That's that's a good document to go through. Okay, this should be uh, an easy one, kind of along the same lines, but what is the difference between an Article II President of the United States of America and an Article I President of the United States? What is the Article Two President read the laws for the land that's owned by the United States of America? Uh, say that again, because I I said that the President under Article Two reads the laws of the land. Uh, what you said the laws of the what? Laws of the land. Oh, the land. 
Well, um, the question is, what is the difference between an Article Two President of the United States of America and an Article One President of the United States? What are what's the difference between those two? Is number the commander in chief? What did you say, Jen? I was saying that I was thinking that the commander in chief would be Article Two. Well, the Article Two President of the United States of America, yeah, it is the commander in chief, but. But, but what I'm asking you is, what's the difference between the two presidents, the two offices of president there, president of the United States of America and, and you know, the Article II president of the United States of America and the Article I president of the United States? What's the fundamental difference? One is legislative and the other is um, carrying out executive orders. Okay, well, not really executive orders. Executive orders are only pertain to the United States, but um, but the President of the United States is the is the the executive officer. The Article One President is the legislative officer. When you combine those two, President of the United States of America and and the Article One President of the United States, it's actually creating a um, a dictatorship because an employee. of what's that? He's also just an employee. No, 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 no. No, I'm talking about the two offices combined: President of the United States of America and the President of the United States. That creates a dictatorship. The President of the United States, yes, is an employee. The President of the United States of America is not. The President of the United States of America is elected to be, uh, if you will, the, the executive officer of the Confederacy, the United States of America. That President of the United States of America appoints himself as President of the United States and takes the oath of office of President of the United States. And that oath of office and President of the United States does does what? Hold on a second. Somebody's trying to contact me on the TJ group or contact somebody. Is that you, Jody, you were doing that? No, I was well, actually putting actually in the document, the coloring of the president, so that everybody could get to it. Oh, okay. Oh, you put in the link to the to the forum. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Hippie put something in here. You let's see. You've received it. Uh, hmm. Is something from Manta thing. Is he on the is he on the call? Yes. Uh, Gary yes. Gary, are you on the call now? Oh there he is, yeah. Uh Southeast Ohio. Is that you, Gary? <laughs> well, maybe. 
Anyway, um, okay, I'll have to download that later. I my Skype is messed up. I have to go to I have to go to the the Skype website to download stuff because mine won't allow me to do it uh, on a regular file transfer. So um, anyway, where where was I? <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, what was the difference between an Article Two President of the United States of America and an Article One President of the United States? Yeah, and President of the United States of America is the executive, and President of the United States, like you were saying, Sharon, is an employee. One is an employee, one is not. Uh, and, but combining the two creates a dictatorship because what the President of the United States does when he takes his oath He's not really taking an oath, per se, to the Constitution. He's taking an oath to preserve, protect, and defend the territories. That's what his oath is all about. And, of course, the President of the United States of America, there is no requirement for an oath either for the President of the United States of America or the President of the United States. The only, the only office that has a requirement is the office of president and the one that takes that oath is the president of the United States of America but because George Washington did not meet the the uh, requirements to take that that oath or, or take that office because he wasn't uh, uh, a resident of the United States for 14 years that's why he put in the Constitution the oath that he did regarding the President of the United States. What he did was he he uh, made himself king in place of King George III. When the Revolutionary War was, was fought and won, um, the Articles of Confederation really put a limit on government when they when they uh, uh wrote that and uh and all the uh, the states uh, ratified it George Washington and and his his ilk if you will, the Federalists wanted, you know, wanted control over everything, and they wanted to make a lot of money doing it too. So, so that's why they uh, they created the Constitution and deceived everyone into believing that the Constitution applied uh, pretty much everywhere and to all the people of of the Confederacy. Here's a question uh, that I, I may even have to to do a little study on myself here. Maybe uh, maybe Geodi, you 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 can pipe in here. The third question 
that I have here is why does the title Organic Laws of the United States of America in the front volume in in the front of volume 1 of the United States Code book provide context for the meaning of the United States of America? I'm going to have to actually look that up myself. Okay. All right, can you question? Did you want me to ask the question again? Yes. Yes. Okay. Why does the title Organic Laws of the United States of America in the front of volume one of the United States Code Book provide context for the meaning of the United States of America? Because it's because not its definition. You you broke up. I I didn't hear everything you said there. Because it's because not it's intuitive. It's not intuitive. It's not what you think it is. She said it's so not what you not think it is. Right. Right. Okay, why does the title Organic Laws of the United States of America in the front of Volume 1 of the United States Code Book provide context for the meaning of the United States of America? Well, I'm going to take a stab at it myself and it's because it's the organic laws. I mean, it's it's the it's what it's what created the United States of of America. Um, no, why does the title or the title, Organic Laws of the United States of America, in the front of Volume 1 of the United States Code Book, provide context for the meaning of the United States of America. <coughs> um, yeah, wait, we'll come back on that one. I'll have to do some research. Um Maybe you could post these on to Skype to Skype everybody on the group. Yeah, people could read them instead of trying to listen to them. Well, I mean, you could do that too. Okay, I'll do that. Um, are you going to put them up? Uh, what on the in the chat group? Yes, in the chat group. Okay. All right. Should I put all ten of them up there? You can put all the ones that, that you sent me. Okay, I'll do that. I've got a total of 18 questions here, I think. Um, okay, here's an easy one. What is the natural pairing of the organic laws? Like which ones apply to what? What is the natural pairing of the organic laws? I mean that that's that's as basic as you can get.
Okay. Uh, why is the word pairing in there? Yep, Jen, Jen put it up on the group, and you're correct, Jen. What's DEC of iron? Oh, okay, okay. I'm a little slow today. Uh, what can I say? It, when you write it that way, it confuses me. <laughs> but I'm always confused. Anyway, yeah, you're right. Declaration of Independence with the Articles of Confederation and the Constitution with the Northwest Ordinance. Right. And so the Declaration yeah. of Independence and the Articles of Confederation apply to the United States of America. And then the Northwest Ordinance and the Constitution apply to the United States. Of course, the United States is owned by the United States of America. Right. But... The Declaration, I look at it this way, the Declaration of Independence and the Articles of Confederation only ap apply to the governments of the Perpetual Union. And the uh, Northwest Ordinance and the Constitution apply to the government of the territories. Right, they just right. confused everybody and called it the United States. Exactly. So, um, okay, to achieve a temporary government, what was established for the Northwest Territory? It's actually pretty simple. Yep. Correct. The Northwest Ordinance. Okay, why is the restoration of the Articles of Confederation as the Constitution of the Confederacy important? Well, expound on that because it's not, it's, well, states' rights, yeah, um, free inhabitants, but what's the other, what's the major um, importance of it? You, you've, you're kind of, you're, you're dancing around it a little bit. What's... 
Could, could the articles be restricting something? And Jen, what does IDK stand for? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, Sharon, you want to take a stab at it? What's the most important reason why the Articles of Confederation uh, should be restored the purpose. As, as the Constitution. <clears throat> you know, what's, what was the purpose of the Articles of Confederation? <clears throat> well, yeah, that's part of it. What's the other part? And you really need to be talking into the phone if you can, Jen, so everybody can hear, because you're doing it on the Skype group, and it needs to be on the recording for the for the call. Yeah, she just yeah, echoes, she real echoes real bad. Oh, she does. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I'll... You you type it in and I'll and I'll repeat it. <clears throat> but there's you you got you got part of it. But what's the other part? It not only rains in the fed, not only rains in the feds, but who else does it rain in? Excuse me. Um, let's see what you wrote there. <clears throat> take take back the land from the corp from corporation tyranny states and feds. No. <clears throat> Freeze the people and returns the land to them. Well, yeah. What it does is it limits both federal and state governments. Doesn't limit the people. The, the free inhabitants, but it does limit uh, the uh, the states, the state governments, and the federal governments. Is there a need for corporations in the 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 perpetual union? Right. Yeah. No. No. There, there, there is no need for corporations in in the perpetual union. Um, corporations are basically set up in the United States. They claim it's a protection, but it really isn't. It's actually control. Because when corporations form in in the 
the United States under United States law or under state of California, state of Oregon, state of whatever, when they incorporate under those laws, <clears throat> they, they become subservient to those state or federal governments. It's like churches that are 501c3, that are incorporated in 501c3, the government can come in and shut them down. And it's happened uh, a number of times already. And one, one uh, significant one was in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. And they can tell them what they, they can and cannot reach in their churches. To a, to a certain extent, that's true, and 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 there's going to come a day when when they're going to be told they can't preach anything. <clears throat> right. But uh, but anyway, um, oh, okay. Why are the the Articles of Confederation and the Northwest Ordinance not listed as founding documents for the United States? Not this rare. It, it just the question is just why are the Articles of Confederation and the Northwest Ordinance not listed as founding documents for the United States? Okay, we may want to come back. We may want to come back to that too. Jen is typing. Oh, oh, she is. Okay. That's not. That's not what the question was asking. Uh, again, why are the Articles of Confederation and the Northwest Ordinance not listed as founding documents for the United States? <clears throat> we'll come back to it. Uh, you know, on, on another call, I mean, Jody did put up all the, the questions in the, the chat group, so there's going to be a lot of homework. Yeah, maybe uh, I should have put them up before the call, then everybody could have looked them up and had the answers. Yeah. I don't know. I've been trying to get these, these questions out for a while, because um, I, I know... You and I had talked about it before, but uh, but anyway, we've got them out now, so people can uh, uh, can look at them and study them and get some answers. Um, 
Well, I recognize that I'm not a very good teacher, and I, I haven't learned how to teach people very much. So this is a learning curve, definitely, for me. Um, well, hey, look, I, I'm no teacher either, but, you know, some, some somebody's got to do it, I guess. Um uh, let's see. Was the Constitutional Convention of 1787 authorized to write a replacement document for the Articles no, of Confederation? No. no. Yep, that's an, yep that's an easy one. That's very easy. Yeah. <clears throat> what is required to alter the Articles of Confederation? The states have to accept the agreement. That's half of it. What's the other half? The people? The people? No. Convention of States. Mm. What did you say, uh, Sharon, to begin with and answer the question? Jen just put up a Convention of States, I think. Uh, and what did you say, Sharon? Hold on a minute. My computer's going to die. There has to be consensus amongst the Right, and that's what Jen said. But that's only half of it. Do any do any, do any of you have the Articles of Confederation handy? I do. Okay. Uh, Article thirteen. The very first the very first paragraph every state shall abide by the de determination of the United States Congress assembly on all questions which by this confederation are submitted to them and the articles of this confederation shall be inviolably observed by every state and the union shall be perpetual, nor shall any alteration at any time be made in any of them, unless such alterations be agreed to in a Congress of the United States and be afterwards confirmed by the legislatures of every state. 
Okay, that's the two. That's the two that have to be in agreement: a Congress of the United States and the, the legislatures legislature. of every state. That's how it's altered. Okay, how how is the agreement actually made? As far as the alterations are are concerned, um, what what does each of those bodies what, what what must they do in in order to? It says they have to agree, but but how do they agree? How is the agreement made? By a vote? Well, yeah. Uh, Does it have to be ratified? I would think it would say be ratified in that Article 13. Well, it's... <clears throat> if they're going to make a, 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 an alteration, you know, I mean, it has to be confirmed by the legislatures of of every state. Yeah, it has to be be uh, uh, be ratified. But well, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure that uh, that what I'm thinking would be necessary. Um, Who's the great governor of the world? That's talking about that's that's talking about the uh the creator. That's what that's referring to. See, most of the people that, that pen the Articles of Confederation and the Declaration of Independence were, were deists. Well, they were God-fearing people, <clears throat> and that's why they wrote the uh, the Declaration of Independence and the Articles of Confederation the way they did. Um, So let me let me ask this question: Was the Constitution uh, an alteration of the Articles of Confederation, or was it uh, a replacement? No, that's not what I was gonna gonna ask. Okay. Uh, okay. And now I forgot where I'm, I'm going with that. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Oh, okay. Uh, why was it a uh, was it an alteration or a standalone document? If the Constitution of the United States had been properly adopted, it would be a, an alteration of the of the Articles of Confederation. But since it was never adopted. The Constitution 
of uh, September 17, 1787, because it was never adopted, it actually became a standalone for the territories. It actually made the 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 temporary government a more permanent government for the territories, and then they roped in the uh, all the other states too. Uh, you know, by deception to make people believe that the Constitution. Um, is you know, to make people believe that it's a replacement. Right, and how did they enforce that, and how did they get people duped into believing that? Anybody want to take a stab at that? Well, people didn't know otherwise. I mean, they didn't know anything. Oh, Chucky baby, you finally made it. I've been here for a little while. Oh, okay. Well, I, I haven't I haven't seen because I have a lot of documents blocking other things. Um, okay. Say that again, uh, Lex Mercatoria. I was thinking uh, okay. they, were, uh, they were able to get people to go along with this because no, no one knew otherwise. No I mean, how many people, I mean, how many knew, people knew how the government was real, how America was really set up and so forth? You know, it's you know, uh, George Washington and his associates who drafted all this who knew, but the average Joe Blow way out there, they didn't know the gory details of any of this. So they could pretty much tell the people almost anything and uh, probably get away with it. How about the risk of whiskey rebellion? Yeah, I was kind of saying along those lines. They also, uh, all they have to do is work by appearances, which is how it is now. You have a bunch of guys who are dressed up either in uniform or whatever, just make a show of force, and people just fall in line. It's just basic psychology. Yeah, it's ba it's basically force is all it is. Yeah, and people just naturally tend to follow whoever is acting like a leader, you know. Or you know, to, you know, passes himself off as a leader. So it doesn't take much effort, I think. Um, and then when you factor in George Washington was, you know, coming the scene as like one of the ma like the major founding father. You know, no one would think ill of him or have you know any you know doubts as to his motives. Sharon, if you uh, if you have a copy of what you're putting up in the in the uh, the group chat, I would appreciate it. anyone that can talk on on the uh, uh, the talk show that doesn't have uh, an issue like uh, like what uh, Jen is is dealing with. Please read it or whatever on. On the uh, the talk shoot, I, okay, I don't have okay. yeah I don't have that up with me, but or or I would do it myself. But yeah, if you if you would read that, I would I would appreciate it. 
Well, I thought I would look up the definition from a dictionary from the time of 1787. And they say that the word agreed means reconciliation. So now I am looking up that to see how that is defined. I don't think anyone answered this, uh, Chuck. Maybe, maybe you uh, want to tackle this. You, of course, you may have been here when I read it, and you may not want to tackle it. But the question is, why are the Articles of Confederation and the Northwest Ordinance not listed as founding documents for the United States? Um, not listed well, not listed where, because. That's, that's, that's what Jared asked. That's what oh, I okay. said. Where? Uh, where? The question is really not clear to me. I mean, well, the, uh, even the, what's it, the U.S. Code, which derives from the statutes at large, I mean, they openly, they openly, their lawyers openly say that these are the general and permanent laws of the United States, and they list, they list them as the organic laws, so they're the I'm not sure that... They're the organic laws of the United States of America. Yeah. 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 Uh, why are the Articles of Confederation and the Northwest Ordinance not listed as founding documents for the United States? Uh, I would say they are. Say they are. United States United is the key word. Right. Yeah, the Articles of Confederation and the Northwest Ordinance not listed as founding documents for the United States. Um, all right, we'll do a little more research on that, but... Uh, I mean, where... I mean, where Where's this question coming from? Because it seems like it basically is. Well, the question is coming from... Uh, Jody gave me these questions. These questions are... Because Jody is a, is a student of Ed's. These questions are in Ed's... Um, in the last one of lesson. They're, they're in his lessons. Um... Okay, what challenge did American politicians face after the ratification of the Articles of Confederation? Challenge from whom or what? It's actually the reason why they decided to put in the Constitution. Yeah, this should be an, this should be a fairly easy one, I would think. But they they figured that the that the government didn't have any teeth or force. Right. Right. They didn't. That's they didn't I have any force. force. 
they didn't have they didn't have anything. See, the challenge for them was, hey, where are they gonna where are they gonna get uh, money to pay to pay the debt of the war? Where are they gonna you know if they can't get it from the people, where are they gonna get it from? True. I mean, how sure. can you compel you know free, free people? Uh, free people to do what you want, I mean, other than by force, I mean, and then I would think the only other way is if you can acquire a private proprietary interest over some land or whatever, and people are living on that land, then you can call the shots as to what they have to do. Yep. So they apply Go ahead. The reason they wanted the Constitution was again so that they could rope everybody in so that they could collect taxes so they could you know like the whiskey rebellion so they could uh, uh, so that they could bring money in into the coffers right they needed someone to be able to tax they couldn't tax the people under the articles of confederation that was a challenge for them so what they did was they created this constitution, the Constitutional Convention, under the guise that they were they were uh, altering the Articles of Confederation. When they, when their uh, their intent was really to deceive the people into believing that now the government and and the Constitution applies everywhere. Right, they made up a new perfect union, but they didn't, they tried to, or they got everybody to believe that it, it applied everywhere instead of just the United States. Uh, here's, here's, a, here's a good good question here. Can you see throughout history how free people wind up being bound to government? Usually it's by yeah, their own it's ignorance. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Well, indoctrination. Well, again, you know, people, people really don't understand what the word consent means. You know, because the Articles of Confederate, or the, I mean, the Declaration of Independence talks about, you know, that government derives its just powers from the consent of the governed. <clears throat> so when they created this constitution and roped everybody in, uh, you know, people believed what they were, the bill of goods that they were being fed, and they all consented, you know, to to being under this this. Uh, a constitution and uh, and you know placed into slavery by their own consent well if you even go by what was supposedly asked by somebody when they came out and they asked them well, what did what did you give us and I don't remember who was supposed to have said it, but he said, a republic, if you can keep it. But it really didn't even matter. 
That was Ben Franklin, by the way, who was yeah. asked the good question. Um, let's see. Actually, another way that people become bound to government is because they – how many people um, – especially today, how many people have unlimited liability? Not very many. Not many. People don't, people don't want to be responsible for their, for their actions. People want someone else to take care of them. People want someone else to fight for them. So what better way than to than to have a, a a government you know fight for you and and provide for you and do all these things for you and uh, not knowing that what you're doing is <coughs> is um, rather than being free inhabitants you're now being uh, enslaved citizens. Well, they're claim, claiming to be something that they don't even have the right to claim because they're not um, um, they're not eligible to become citizens of the United States. Uh, that's never stopped anybody. I know it's not. That, that's what they're saying. It hasn't stopped them. Why aren't they eligible to become to become citizens? U.S. citizens? Because they're not on territory. Mm, they're not on the U.S. territory, but I don't know if that's. I don't think I don't know if that's a requirement. That you you know to pledge because all all it says is that you have to just take an oath. Now, do you have to be on United States territory to do it? I don't think so. Well, that's, well, that's how they're doing it. That's how they're roping people in. Oh yeah, by just by just by just putting it out there, you know, they, they're putting out the propaganda and just letting people elect to be citizens, pretend to be citizens, and the government goes along with it, of course, but as a matter of law, I think all that's required is the oath. But how, what's the easiest way that they do it? They have people out there trying to get a driver's license, and when you sign up for a driver's license, you check that little box that says that you're a citizen of the United States. Oh, right, right. Yeah, they just often they dangle all these carrots and say, oh, you just have to be a citizen. And then you know, people just check the box or sign on the dotted line or whatever. And that's it. They opt in. Or, or they send you a... Uh, a jury notice. All right. Only if you're only if they're voter. No. Not true. If you have a driver license, they will send you a voter registration. I don't know about where you're at. Well, if they do it here. 
If you're if you have a driver license, you don't have to be on a voter registration at all. If you have a driver license, they'll send you a a jury notice. Now, when I used to carry a driver license many years ago, that's what they did with me. I have I I have not been a registered voter since 1990. But when I used to carry a driver license, I would get the the uh, jury summons. But I don't I don't get anything anymore. Yeah, I've never I, had a jury summons. Yeah, I don't I don't have a driver license. I don't have voter registration. I don't have a passport. I don't have any of that stuff. So um, so they don't ever send it to me anymore. And he, and if they did, I would just say that I'm not a U.S. citizen, and that right. would take care right. of it. Um, okay, here's one. Um, how does the federal government use the Declaration of Independence as a founding document to get the, the American people to take their eyes off the true source of their freedom? Off the source of what? True freedom. Uh, off, off the true source of their freedom. How does the federal, let me let me read the entire question again. How does the federal government use the Declaration of Independence as a founding document to get the American people to take their eyes off the true source of their freedom? I don't think they use it much at all. I mean, they I mean, make they make references in uh, some of the, you know school classes. They make a passing reference to the Declaration of Independence. But it's not like anyone's been encouraged to read or study the thing. They just start pounding into people's heads the Constitution this, the Constitution that. And so people just end up thinking, even though they're not necessarily literally told it, they think that all oh, the Declaration is just some quaint historical document, you know, but that's it. So, yeah, I don't think they use it much at all to do anything. Wait, wait a minute. Uh... Jen said, by pretending to be an authority, um, expound on that. She's typing, so. I'm not sure exactly where you're going with that, so. Constitution and the people who represent it pretend to be authorities. Um, misconstrue meanings such as law of land. Okay, how does it 
novel in. Well, that's that's the Constitution, though. We're talking about the Declaration of Independence. Um, how does the federal government use the Declaration of Independence as a founding document to get the American people to take their eyes off true sources of freedom? Okay, let's... Um, I guess we'll have to do some more homework on that one. Uh, <clears throat> what are the benefits for the federal government to ignore the Articles of Confederation as one of the founding documents of the United States of America? That should be an easy one. That should be an easy one. That, 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 that should be very, very simple. Yeah, we've already gone over it kind of in this fall. Yeah. Somebody's gotta gotta have an answer. Some some type of an answer. Why do why does the government ignore the Articles of Confederation? Why why do the attorneys keep saying that the Articles Articles of Confederation have been done away? Money and power, basically. We got people's attention focused on that and started thinking about it. Uh, people might not choose to associate with the United States and its subsidiaries as much as they do. If the people really knew what the Article of Confederation was all about, <clears throat> they'd go to Washington and they'd tar and feather all those critters there. You know? Probably, but, but a lot of those critters could say, hey, uh, you guys signed up for this on your own. We didn't put guns to your heads. Well, yeah, but the people have been deceived. I mean, it's actually, you know, people are are just as much accountable as those in government. You know, a lot of a lot of people in government today they don't even know the truth. They they've been so uh, caught up in this system since 1787 that you know. The, the truth is foreign to them. But, yeah, they're just as yeah, stupid as everyone else. Yeah, but the benefits for the federal government uh, for the federal government to ignore their Articles of Confederation is that nobody knows the truth. Nobody knows that they're, in reality, that they're free, that they're free of government. The benefit for the federal government is that they can tax people they can do all kinds of stuff that, under the Articles of Confederation, they wouldn't be able to do. Here's here, here's a uh, uh, here's one that's you know I I think it's a uh, a simple simple question, but uh, anyway, what percentage of the organic laws does 
does the legal profession recognize in America? <clears throat> Zero. Zero. Who said that? Was that Sharon? I said they don't recognize any of them, not even the Constitution. They're not using the Constitution in the courtroom. Not use constitutional rights in a courtroom. Not that I would want to, but most people believe that. Or maybe technically they do, just depending on how you use the organic laws. I mean, they just won't openly. They'll never say, "Yeah, the uh, articles are still in full force and effect," and yes, the Declaration of Independence actually is law. They, they won't openly say that. But uh, I, I don't know that any attorney realizes that. Well, most attorneys, most people in the legal profession will recognize the uh, uh, the Declaration of Independence, although they 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 will emphatically state that it is not law, which, which it is. In reality, it is law. It's, it's the very first founding law of the United States of America. And they also recognize the Constitution. Most legal professionals recognize the Constitution. They don't recognize the Northwest Ordinance. Uh, most people don't even know what the Northwest Ordinance is. Of course, the legal profession probably does, but and and uh, they don't they don't recognize the, uh, uh, articles. the articles the articles of confederation. So, fifty percent of the organic laws they will recognize, although. Uh, may not bind themselves or, or be, ba be bound to them, but they do recognize them. So in my, in my opinion, 50% of the organic laws. I would agree with that. In this last one that I have here, how, how was the Constitution of September 17, 1787 conceived as the founding document of the United States as a place with unlimited government, government uh, control? <clears throat> and we'll come back to these on the next call, we'll, we've got a lot of homework to do, we've got some research to do, and then we can come back and, and discuss these again. But uh, but this last one, how, how was the Constitution of September 17, 1787 conceived as the founding document of the United States as a place with unlimited government control? Anybody want to take a stab at it? Well, it stems back to the Northwest Ordinance, because that's what it derives from. Right. But sorry, a place of unlimited government control. Uh, yeah, a place of unlimited government control for the territories where they do have a proprietary interest. But there you go. Um, but as for the rest of America, it doesn't. It doesn't even purport to say that. That's just a belief that everyone has. Right. 
Yeah, most, so again, people, again. Yeah, most, most, most people believe they're U.S. citizens, and, and most people, like you and I talked earlier, I think, today, Chuck, uh, talking about the birth certificate, which I, I sent Sharon uh, an email that I had between state of Georgia and myself regarding the birth certificate, where I asked the state of Georgia if it was possible to get the original. And they told me, no, they only give out uh, copies, certified copies. And I asked, why do they only give out certified copies? And, and their lame response was, so, so that we can, uh, you know, stop theft or, or whatever, uh, so that we can uh, keep, keep it from being stolen and so that we can make certified copies from it. Well, if you're the owner of the birth certificate like like they they want people to believe then people why would why would anybody be, be concerned about their their uh, birth certificate being lost or stolen I mean if I'm the custodian of it I mean hey um, I'm not able to keep it safe Anyway, the whole the whole thing is they don't give you the original because they use it to your detriment. Uh, it, you know, especially if you claim to have a birth certificate. And uh, two, they they own it. In fact, the state of Georgia. Uh, admitted to me that they own the document, and sorry, Charlie, but you can't get a, get the original. So why would anybody want to admit to having a birth certificate that, that the state owns that will not give you the original? They use it for purposes of, of control. Number one, if you have a birth certificate, well, gee, if you have a birth certificate, then you, you were born in the United States. That's the claim. But, uh, but in reality, 99% of the people were never born in the United States. Do they register babies on the certificate of live birth? Anybody else want to answer that? What was the question? Do they register babies on the certificate of live birth? No, they don't. No, they don't. Is that in there? Can that be used as an identifying document? Even they say Even they it's not identifying identification. Right. Right. Come on, guys. Chuck and Jody, we know, but we want some of the other people to answer these questions. <laughs> we need to find out where everybody's at. Um, there are people that, that will tell you that they register babies on a birth certificate. There are people that will tell you that that uh, the baby was abandoned or whatever. The fact is the birth certificate doesn't register anything but an event. And that event happened in the United States. 
I don't have a birth certificate. And I will never claim to have a birth certificate. And nobody can prove I have a birth certificate. <laughs> so uh, now if I, if I want to admit that I'm on, uh, you know, the, that I live in the United States, then, yeah, I may say, well, hey, yeah, this is my birth certificate. See, I was born in the United States. I was born in, in the state of Georgia or whatever. See? And a lot of people do that. But but birth certificates, um, the best way to, to, to do that is if you want, want to uh, remember your child's uh, date that they were born, write it down in a Bible. You know, there, there's absolutely no reason for anybody to go down and get a, uh, a certificate of live birth. And then, and then of course, they, when the when a baby is born in the hospital, they automatically slap a social security number on them. And most parents will sign on the dotted line or whatever. But uh, most just remember, what's that? Most mothers. Well, mothers. Father yeah. doesn't sign. Right. Um, But yeah, go to a room full of people, 100 or 200 people, whatever, and have a birth certificate that belongs to someone in that room. Are you going to be able to find whoever that birth certificate belongs to without their consent? Without them telling you. Right, consent. Can you walk into any any room, any room with a birth certificate, and find find the one that that certificate belongs to, without them saying that it does? It's impossible. There's a lot of there's a lot of different ways that they get our consent, and we just have to be aware of that and and just make sure that we don't leave our jurisdiction and walk into theirs. Well. I don't have any any more questions or anything else really to, to bring up. Does anybody else have anything they want to bring up? How about we decide on a document to read and then we can go over that document in the next call? Well, we've got homework here. Okay. But not everybody has the study material. Well, there's yeah, a lot of there's a lot of material up on my forum that may give you some answers. I know Sharon, you have the material to study. But there's also like Mike said, there's other documents that are on our forum that also answer the question. Yeah, you don't have to be a student of EDS to get answers. 
because he does send out uh, emails, which I get. Chuck is a member of, he's registered on, on Ed's uh, site, so he can get answers there. It's my understanding that Ed has all the information up on the site. He just may not have it in, in, uh, uh, in lesson form. So it's a little more difficult to dig it out if you're not a student. But um, you know, but there there are you know there are answers on the forum that'll answer at least a few of these questions. So it's just a matter of of digging and and researching it. Um, okay. So I, I don't know. It's uh, you know if if somebody wants to study uh, another document, that's fine with me too. I don't care. But what did you have in mind, Jody? Uh, Not a certain Not one. I was just kind of putting that out to see what everybody wanted to look at. Um, I'm going to give the link to our forum here again on our, on our chat. It's so hard to talk on this because it got so much reverb. Yeah, your your phone is is has got a lot of uh, feedback. Yeah, it's got well, I don't Does know if it's it? feedback, but it's 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 not very clear um, a lot of the times. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, if if Mike is muted out, then I won't echo. Can can you try that for a second, Mike? Okay, now do you hear an echo? There, no, you're clear, very clear. Yeah. Okay. We got to get that figured out, Mike, because it makes it really tough for all of the rest of us here. A really bad echo. I know we've tried, know we've but we tried. got it. we got to figure it out somehow. Okay, well, before I unmuted just now, there was an echo coming from you. So it may not be just me. Okay. It could okay. be it could be a lot of things going on. I I don't know. I don't know I don't know what the answer is, but yeah, yeah just before I unmuted, you echoed. So, um, yeah, Chuck and I talked about that earlier, too. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have any answers yet. I, I thought I had a new mic or a new headset, but, uh, but it didn't work. I mean, you and I tried it. Right. Right. And, yeah, the, the, the microphone part was terrible. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know what to what to do. You sound fine okay. now. Is it still going? Was the echo uh, still gone, Sharon? There's no echo. 
it's it's gone when you speak, but when other people speak, then the echo happens. It's gone when who speaks? When you you yourself, Mike. When you're speaking, yeah, there's not an echo. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not asking about that. I'm asking if there's an echo when other people are talking. Sometimes the echo comes in, sometimes it doesn't. Now, now I hear an echo myself right now. Mm-hmm. And other times I don't. Like, just now I didn't hear an echo, and I don't hear one now. Yeah, you've changed, yeah, you've something, changed something with your mic. With your mic. But see, I haven't changed anything. I, I, I hear it back. back. Yeah, and I just heard some echo with, with you. I... Um, I didn't change anything, though. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're just going to have to keep trying to work on it. Right. Right. Um, see what happens. I'm putting a, a link up on the on our chat right now. Maybe we can Maybe pick from one of those documents that, that everybody reads one of those documents or something, and then we can talk about that. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh yeah, 17-point letter, AOC doc, coloring the presidents and the Constitution. Oh yeah, and then there's uh, Ed notes, property tax, Ed summary doc. Yeah, see, there's a lot of th- a lot of things that can be answered in in those particular documents. So why don't we do this? It's almost 8 o'clock. Why don't we end the call here, and then we'll have some some uh, uh, some homework to do. If somebody wants to pick one of these documents, um, and, well, I don't know if one would do it, though. Um, Well, what we can do is is pick a document. Yeah, just pick one of these documents, like the 17-point letter or whatever, and talk about it on the next call. If somebody can can uh, pick out something. Well, why don't we just well, start we with, just the with the first one? And the following one goes to Articles of Confederation and so on and so forth. Well, it's not the Articles of Confederation. That it's the... Uh, uh, here, let me uh, let me open it up. Uh, oh. oh, it says it use organic laws to question anyone claiming to represent the government. Maybe we should start with that now. What was that now? The art, the AOC document was using organic laws to question anyone claiming to represent the government. Right. I want to make sure I have that. Um, oh yeah, okay. <clears throat> um, I'm going to open up the one that I have on my computer to make sure that uh, this is the same one we're talking about. Unfortunately, it takes a minute or so before my dock opens. There it comes. 
Come on. Right. Okay, and there's quite a few pages in here, and there's also a lot of uh, advertisement by Ed uh, to become a student or whatever. Yeah, that but there's 147 a, pages. There's a lot of pages in here. Um, Should we just start with the 17-point letter? Yeah, I've I've got the 17-point letter myself. That's only so three I'm, pages. Yeah, I'm I'm going to cancel this here for me because I already have it. Um, here's one of the questions I think uh, is at least halfway answered in here, I, I believe, where, when it says the first two organic laws, the Declaration of Independence of July 4, 1776, and, and Articles of Confederation of November 15, 1777, are the first pair of organic laws which are connected to the United States of America, the Confederacy and the, and the First and Perpetual Union. The last two organic laws are the Northwest Ordinance of July 13, 1787 and the Constitution of September 17, 1787, the second pair of organic laws which are connected to the United States. So there's one of the questions answered right there. Yep. Yep. So I'm sure that, that we're going to find other other questions answered in, in these documents. So, But in order to answer the questions, we got to read the documents. So would you like to start with the document, the AOC document that you're reading from? Sure, we can start with that one. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Whichever one you want to start with. Well, it doesn't matter to me, but we should post into the uh, group so everyone has the documents. Right. I mean, I'm going to let you guys determine which document you want to uh, delve into. I've got them all. So, <clears throat> uh, whichever one is agreeable with uh, with everyone we'll start with that so um michael and jack you, and i have read all of them already so yeah we've we've read all of these documents i can't remember a lot of stuff i have to go back through them so uh you know there's so many of them but uh <clears throat> but anyway Whichever one you guys want to want to delve into, uh, what say ye? I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Besides me, and Chuck and and Jody and I have already read. All the documents we need to go through them again, so so that we can answer some of these questions. But I don't know, uh, Jen. What well, Jen, what document? Jen, Jen said she doesn't care, and I don't care. So just tell us. And then okay. Well, since we've got the AOC doc open, why don't we start with that one? That's fine. Yeah. We can start with the AOC. <clears throat> yeah, go through that one, and then. Uh, and we'll talk about that one next on the next call. And if we don't get through it, we'll continue until we do, and then we'll go to the next document. I'm not sure we'll get through the whole document. It's like 46 or 7 pages long. But 
Right. No, no, we're not going to get through the, that whole document. Oh, that I know. You know, so, uh, but we can, you know, we can get through part of it, at least get some of the questions answered, and then go from there. Already, I posted it in the group. Oh, well, uh, yeah. <coughs> yeah, the group, uh, anybody in the group that doesn't have it, just go ahead and download it and... And then that'll that'll be our homework between now and the next call. Uh, get through as much as as much as we can, and then uh, we'll just continue until we get done with it. Why don't we? Because the document is so large. Why don't we just read so many pages and cover that until we understand and All right, let's, move on? Let's let's cover the first twenty-five pages. First twenty-five. Yep. Okay. Yeah, there's what, 140, <clears throat> what'd you say, 147? Yes. Yes. So it would take us roughly, let's see, four, five, six, about six weeks to get through it. Let's see how we get through this first 25 pages and see if, we, need more, if we can read more. Yeah, we'll see. But... Baby steps. Yep. Yep. Because a lot, a lot of people don't, don't really have a clue as to, you know, what territorial jurisdiction is all about. There's a, there's a lot of. It's simple, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of statutes and other things. When you know how to read the stuff, it all becomes crystal clear. We also recognize that not everybody has unlimited time to be going through these docs. <laughs> That's true. That's why I say 25 pages. I mean, that shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah, that should be easy. You know? Uh, no, Jim, the AOC doc. Yeah, Jen, it's the AOC doc. Okay. Cool. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Why don't we uh, Why don't we call this call tonight? You know, call it uh, call it a night, and we'll come back after we've had a chance to look at the uh, AOC doc, and we'll discuss that. Sounds good. Sounds good. And then go from there. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank All right, you, guys. everybody. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys Thank you. later. Thank you. Already have a good I'm going to end the recording now. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.